It's a joy to be here. This is a church that has grown out of not theologians, clergy, planning and executing, but from believers raising up together. And that's what we want to do with those Bible studies that are coming. And that's what my sermon today is about, to kind of stimulate you to get involved in those Bible studies and get back in community. We're not wearing the masks as much. Some of you are still wearing them, and I respect that. And there are places I go, I wear it too, partly because I'm an ugly old man. (laughs) Whatever. We want to start today in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Ephesians is a popular book today. Uh, I like it. And if we can have the slide up, we get the slides? We're supposed to. Yeah, okay. And I don't have a clicker, so you guys back there are going to have to do the clicking for me. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. <clears throat> and he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, but rather speaking the truth in love, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Let's pray. Lord, we want to be a church where that scripture is fulfilled. We open our hearts to you and pray that you'll speak to us today. And we pray that you will help us in rekindling our fellowship together. Thank you for those groups that have hung in there through the times and and are still functioning. But we pray that we could all be gathered back together in a community of building ourselves up in love in Christ. In his name we pray. In most churches, a lot of churches, the picture is... The people come on Sunday, and the preachers do all the work. And then during the week, the preachers do the work, because that's what you pay them for, right? Uh, Yeah. But that's not what the Scripture's saying, is it? It says the gift of the leaders is to equip the saints. Who are the saints? Those are the holy ones, right? Guess what? If you're a Christian, you're a saint. St. John... St. Jane, St. Harvey, St. Beverly, we're all saints. We're all saints. We're all created holy in Christ. So the job of Sunday morning is to equip you guys, to equip you, to give you the tools you need. For what purpose? To equip the saints to do the ministry, to build up the body of Christ. We, as the body of Christ are to build one another up. It isn't all this preaching that does all that. It's meant to equip you so that you, in interacting with one another, can build each other up. Now that interaction, some of it takes place, a little tiny bit takes place when we have that greeting time with each other, right? 
and a little bit takes place after the service. When does the rest of it take place? When we get together, when we assemble in homes, or here, or wherever it may be, in small groups, whatever our schedule permits us to do, the saints need to do the ministry and need to do the building up of one another in love. We do the service. We get together to do the craft stuff, to help with the, the ministry to the kids, the after-school stuff, the snack pack things, to reach out to the community. We need to have lives that are penetrating the community around us and encouraging one another to do that and to be places where people can have, you know, people aren't ready to come to church nowadays, but they are ready to come into your home. And we need to have homes that are open for doing that. We need to work together as a team so that maybe I can come over to your home and help you do that, whatever it may be. But it is, it is not the church leaders that are to do all the stuff. They're there to equip you, to give you whatever you need to do the work. That's where it's at. And for that to happen, we have to get together. <clears throat> we are equipped to be active in service, to do the work of ministry. We are equipped to be active in growing, in becoming mature, in building one another up, in dealing with, hey, I got this problem in my life. Oh, I'm so frustrated. I keep doing this. I don't know how to do this. That's where community comes in. We're with one another to help each other, to grow up into Christ. We're predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. God's plan is for each one of us to become like Christ. He has destined us toward that, that end. That doesn't mean you're all going to have beards and long hair. It means you're going to have the holiness that Jesus had, the love, the compassion, the purity in mind, in thought, in deed. And we are to grow up into him. We are to help one another grow up into him. We are to be connected as teamwork by that which every joint and ligament supplies. You're a joint, right? <laughs> You're a ligament. You're a muscle. I'm kind of like a muscle in my toe, you know? I'm, I'm there, but I'm sure needed to be able to walk <laughs> and for the body to accomplish things. Every part is important. You are invaluable in the body of Christ. And for you to not participate, for you to not be active, not only hurts you, it hurts the whole body. Because we need you. We need what you have to offer. We are to truth it in love. We are to speak the truth. We are, that doesn't mean, hey, you know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> Truthing it is. You know, Jesus really loves you and forgives you, and I do too. That's truthing it in love. Hey, the Word of God says this about us. That's truthing it in love, sharing Scripture, speaking, encouraging one another. And it leads us to the goal of being a community that's one body growing together to be like Jesus. We are focused on the goal. We need to do it. Amen? Amen. Get in a group.
they're out there. They're going to be there. Some of you may need to volunteer to lead a group. Do we still need some leaders, I think? Oh, yeah. Okay. But I'm not trained. I didn't. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you can do it anyway. You can do it. So, what are some practical suggestions, practical applications? What are the kinds of things we need to do in that community relationship? We're going to look at some of these. We need to accept one another. This is one of my favorite words in Scripture. Romans 15, 7, Therefore, welcome or accept one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. That word is proslambano, and that's the idea of embracing. Glenn came up and proslambanoed me today. <laughs> Gave me a hug. And uh, that doesn't mean we always have to go around hugging everybody. Now, there are some of us that are good at that, <laughs> sitting in the front row here. But, uh, and, and that's fine, and that's good. But we need to emotionally connect and hug one another and relate, connect to each other. Maybe that's shaking their hands. Maybe that's giving them a hug, whatever it is. But there needs to be this connection with each other that says, I accept you. I welcome you in for who you are. You belong here. You belong to me. You're loved. We need to accept one another. We need also to admonish one another. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. <clears throat> the music that we sing, uh, we get together singing, that's not just to make us feel good, though it does do that, but it's, we're, to, we're to take the words that we're singing and sing them to one another, and we're to listen to that and take that in as... Yes, I need to worship the Lord. I need to spend time. I need to walk in holiness. What, what those songs are saying, we need to take it as applications for our lives. But we also need to do it verbally in speaking to one another, admonishing one another, encouraging one another. We need to edify or build one another up, Ephesians 4, 15. Again. Speaking the truth in love, we may grow up to him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase to the body and to the edifying of itself in love. To edify is to build up, to encourage, to let people know that they are a blessing, that they are important, that you're grateful for them. Edify one another in love. Build one another up. Some more practical applications. Fellowship with one another. 1 John 1.7 If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Anybody know what that word fellowship might be? Koinonia. <laughs> Krenonunia, whatever. Yeah, we need to have that koinonia, that fellowship with one another that isn't just hello, how are you, but it's sharing out of your life. It's listening. It's reaching out in love and understanding 
And as that happens, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sin. It sheds light to our path. We need to forgive one another and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. The problem with getting together in community and having kind of close relationships and working together and doing stuff together is what? You offend one another. <laughs> you step on your toes. You're pushing them out of the way. You, you, you do things that hurt, and we need to forgive one another. No big deal. No problem. Does that ever happen in a marriage? Never. <laughs> oh, Beverly, you have some sin to confess there. <laughs> yeah, it does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Just as it happens in the marriage, it happens in the church. And by forgiving one another, our hearts are melted together. And we're less likely to offend and grieve with one another. Rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. And there are times when people are really hurting when we need to not say, you know, if you're really spiritual, you wouldn't be so downcast over all of that stuff. God's bigger than that. We need to weep with those who weep. There's real pain out there. And it breaks hearts. And it's very discouraging. And we need to, we need to understand that and to join in their sorrow as well as their joy. Again, some more applications. We need to live in harmony with one another. First Peter 3, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Live in harmony. Unity in mind, sympathy, brotherly love, tender heart, humble mind. When we have relationships, when we approach our relationship and community with one another, with these kinds of attitudes, people are going to be willing to open up and share. They're going to be willing to say, hey, I've got a problem here. Would you pray for me? And God will do some beautiful things in your life and in their lives. We need to have that kind of open heart, harmony with one another, and love a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I've loved you. This is Jesus speaking. You also are to love one another. By all this, people will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. First Peter says, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And 1 John, for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We need to love one another. That takes time. That takes sacrifice. That takes being together. That takes listening. That takes going over and helping them when they have a problem. Helping them fix their plumbing. Clean out their garbage. Whatever it may be, it's loving and caring one another. That's what makes a church work, is love. That's what we're called to do. Jesus loved us so much, he laid his life down for us. And we're to lay down our lives for Jesus and for one another. There's a number of other things that uh, I've got. I've 
Jane took this out of Equipping Ministries International, a list of being a body means interdependence. And I just went through the list here, and I only got down here a little ways. There's more items on the list, and there are actually copies of this out in the lobby. And if we run out, there's some by the Photoshop copy machine, and Jody or I could run them off for you. So make sure you get one before you go. And not only that, but read the list, read the scripture, maybe use it in your devotions, and put it into practice in your life of meeting with one another. We've had this time where we've kind of not promoted groups a whole lot. We've had some, and that's been great. But it's time to get back into it. And yes, you can wear your masks, and you can space yourself, and that's fine. Uh, but we need to get back into community. Look around. Look at the congregation. Actually, don't look at the congregation. Look at the empty seats. God wants to fill those. And he wants us to be the kind of church where people feel welcome. Not only that, where they need to be encouraged to come in, invited to come in, and sense love and fellowship and community before they get here and after they get here. God wants us to fill these seats. God wants us to reach out to this community. We're going through a lot of stuff in our culture, and a lot of churches are getting empty, not filled, all over the country, all over the world. People are pulling back. God, huh? Ooh, how come we've got so many problems? If, you know, why do we have all this climate problems if there's really a God? Well, because God put us in charge of the earth and we're screwing it up. <laughs> we're messing it up. God wants us to reach out in his love and to help people in their trials. The whole abortion thing. It isn't the laws that are going to put abortions away. It's us reaching out to women who are going through the struggle of how could I take care of this child? God wants us to be there for the world around us and to share his love. Time for the worship team to come forward. I'd like us to take just a moment and open our hearts to the Lord, commit ourselves, to ask God for direction and how he wants us to plug into the body of Christ, to bear fruit and to be built up. Let's pray. Lord, we do open our hearts to you. We pray that in the midst of all the problems with the COVID and things, that you'd show us how we can fit together in a community, how we can connect with other believers. Strengthen us, protect us, guide us. Lord, we open our hearts to be your instruments of grace for building each other up, for accomplishing your purposes, for being all that you called us to be. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.